Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, on today's show, I'm going to break down everything that you need to know from Tennessee Titans practice on Tuesday, including fight. There were two fights at Titans practice. I'm going to talk about those fights and what they could mean. Then, we know the defense won the day on Monday, but the offense got its revenge on Tuesday. I'll go over a banner offensive performance from the Titans, including a superstar performance from wide receiver Racy McMath. I'm going to go over all of that as I break down everything you need to know from Tennessee Titans practice on Tuesday on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are back again here ready to break down everything that took place at Tuesday's Tennessee Titans practice. So excited to dive into today's show. We got a couple of fights to talk about at Titans practice. The offense got its revenge and Racy McMath had a superstar day. I'm going to go over all of that before we get into it. I want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen Every day, if this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free on all platforms from now until next summer. That includes the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. I'm trying to get a million likes on this video. So do your part, folks. Throw the thumbs up. You can follow me on Twitter for instant analysis throughout the day and all my film work throughout the season at Tic Tac Titans. Follow the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with that all being said, we got to dive right into today's practice. And as I said, things got physical. So according to a report from A to Z Sports, before practice started, and this was confirmed by Jim Wyatt from the Tennessee Titans, Before practice started, before things were open to the media, there was a physical altercation. Now, let me just say this. Physical altercations during training camp are not uncommon. If you get on Twitter and you follow all teams' beat writers and you pay attention to everything that's going on in the NFL throughout each day, there are a ton of different physical altercations, whether that literally be a brawl between teams, like what happened between... Uh, The San Francisco 49ers on Tuesday, Brandon Ayuk and Pete Werner got in a huge fight, huge brawl, all that, or it's just a little bit of a scuff up, some, some pushing and shoving like we saw between Nate Davis and Jeffrey Simmons yesterday. Well, this got a little bit further along than just a little dust up. And the weird part about it is, like I said, with San Francisco, it was a wide receiver and a linebacker positions going at each other all day. Okay. This altercation was between two offensive linemen, two guys at the same position. And one of them is a very highly paid player, and it's Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan 
and newly signed Jamarco Jones got in a fight. That sends your antennas up, in my opinion, because once again, two guys at the same position getting in a fight before practice even starts? What is that all about? Has to make you wonder. Well, guys, you don't come here for me to wonder. You guys know I got myself a theory. And shout out to my boy, Will Lomas, talking about this on Twitter when it happened. As Will pointed out in something that I thought originally, but I don't like to speculate too much, but we've heard in recent days a lot of praise for Aaron Brewer. If you watch the show on Friday, I got my magnifying glass out, got in detective mode for the folks who play the Arkham games for Batman, got in detective mode. And I could tell that Aaron Brewer is currently the starting left guard. Just trust me on this one. Or go back Friday and look at the evidence. I showed it. Well, if you're Jamarco Jones and you come in, Mike Vrabel saying you're going to get an opportunity to play left guard, you think that you should have a real chance to be the starter, and then you come in, Aaron Brewer is getting the first team reps, Mike Vrabel is calling Aaron Brewer tougher than a $2 stake and hyping him up, Jeffrey Simmons is talking about going against Aaron Brewer every day and Aaron Brewer's tough and physical and fierce and heart of a lion, is what Jeff Simmons said. You're hearing everybody pump up your competition who has been on the team for multiple years. You're hearing your coach giving praise and you're seeing him take what you think is your reps. Well, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that Jamarco Jones might think he's getting a raw deal. There's a little bit of home cooking here. I was never really going to get a shot to be the starting left guard. They were going to give that to the guy who's been on the team for multiple years anyway. I was sold uh, a bill of false goods. Now, again, this is all pontification from me. I don't have any insight to prove that anything I'm saying is true. But, and something that Will pointed out as well, could be a case of Jamarco Jones is maybe barking a little bit, maybe upset about his lack of reps with the first team, his opportunities. Taylor Lewan says, as the leader of the room, Hey, you got to work harder. Hey, we don't complain like that. Hey, go prove it on the field. And Jamarco Jones didn't like hearing that. I mean, I can't tell you that's what happened, and maybe it'll come out over time, but seems like a logical theory to me. Now, after practice, uh, Jamarco Jones was thrown out of practice at that point. He was sent back to the locker room. He came back later and participated in practice, and he was asked after practice, Jamarco Jones, you know, what happened? And he just said it was just uh, boys being boys or, you know, something of that effect of, ah, uh, you know, no big deal. But he didn't look very happy. You could tell people's body language and you could tell their demeanor. So all I would say is something to keep an eye on. If Jamarco Jones was like cut or something all of a sudden, blah, 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 don't be surprised. Because who knows what caused a fight between the same position group before practice even started. Now, of course, it could just be Taylor Lewan seems like that frat guy who's always trying to talk crap to you, always trying to, you know, run his mouth, blah, 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 blah. That does seem like the personality that Taylor has. So maybe he just got on Jamarco Jones's nerves. But it could be something deeper, and it could be more related to the actual football than just a personality difference. We don't know. We will see something to monitor going forward. But 
Moving forward to the other fight. There was another fight on the day. And it was Ola Daney who, pop, took a swing at undrafted free agent offensive tackle Jalen McKenzie. Apparently, it was just a play in team drills. Uh, Ola beat, Jay, uh, beat McKenzie, and then McKenzie held him. And Ola didn't like it, took a swing at him. Mike Vrabel kicked him out of practice. Little intensity, but I liked that Mike Vrabel was like, hey, we can't do this. You're going to get thrown out of a game if you do something like that. So you're going to get thrown out of practice if you do something like that. You don't want to see a ton of that. You don't want to see like real fisticuffs, swinging, fighting, pushing and shoving, intensity. Okay, but no real fights out there. That's just stupid. Okay, you're going to swing, punch somebody in the helmet, break your hand. Doesn't even make sense. So those were the two fights on the day. I'm not going to take a lot from the Ola McKenzie one. That's just your typical training camp disagreement. But that fight between Jamarco Jones and Taylor Lewan, that is something that we need to watch. But those guys are both on the offensive side of the ball, and offense is where we will stay as the defense won on Monday, but the offense responded in a major way, and a ton of guys on offense were out there making plays. I'm going to talk about that, and we'll cap off the show with the star of the day, wide receiver Racy McMath, who clearly listened to yesterday's podcast and said he's going to show me a little bit of something. But before we get into that, do want to talk to you guys about the sponsor of today's show, and it's our friends over at Better Health. So I'm going to get a little personal with you guys. Uh, quite frankly, I went through a lot as a child. I've had a lot of pretty serious traumas in my past throughout my childhood. And uh, sometimes, even though I feel like I'm doing well, uh, things are going well in my life, my relationships, financially, things are going well for me right now. They're as good as they've ever been. But that doesn't mean that some of those traumas don't still kind of have weight on me throughout my life. And I want to be the best version of myself. And I feel like one of the best ways to deal with all of that is through therapy. And that's what I want to tell you guys uh, about BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp is an online therapy company that will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. For me, it took like four hours before they matched me to somebody who's for me. And what I liked about it was when you're going through the sign-up process, they really ask you pertinent questions about what you're wanting to deal with, whether it be depression, anxiety, previous traumas, abandonment issues, um, violence, you know, all different kinds of things that we, whether you're just dealing with financial concerns and you're stressed. Guys, I know that it's always been a weird stigma that you don't want to reach out and ask for help. And especially in the male community, it's seen as weakness for men to reach out and look for help with therapy. It's changing. Think about Ryan Tannehill talking about using therapy before the season. Think about A.J. Brown last year admitting that he's had mental health struggles. Guys, our stars, our favorite players are all dealing with different things as well. Don't try to do it on your own. I'm serious, guys. No man is an island. No woman is an island. Please, if you need help, whether it be small, big, doesn't matter, I implore you to check out Better Health and do yourself a favor. Don't try to do it alone. You can go to betterhelp.com slash locked on right now, and you're going to get 10% off your first month. Just give it a shot, guys. 
If you're dealing with anything, you've dealt with anything, you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your children, you owe it to your family, you owe it to your partner to be the best version of yourself. So once again, that's 10% off your first month of online therapy at BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. And remember, I'm telling you guys right now, I signed up myself and I'm excited for the help that BetterHelp can give me. And I hope you guys take it serious and do it if you need it as well. Titans fans, we're going to continue breaking down everything from practice on Tuesday. I know that was a little bit of a long ad read, but it does mean a lot to me. And I think it can go a long way to helping out all of you guys. And and as I'm reading that, I was a little worried about telling you guys that I've had my own problems and everything and just being open about some of these things that who knows how people respond. But, you know, comments like this. Uh, thank you so much, Minnesota Titan. I, I really do appreciate it. But we got to keep pushing forward here. And the offense had a great day for the Titans. So let's talk about Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill ended the season in a tough way. No doubt about it. He looks to have responded. He's looking very good in preseason. Jim White has him as 50 for 66. No interceptions right now. He went in the first team period, Ryan Tannehill went five for six. He hit completions to Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook-Akina, hit two completions to Dontrell Hilliard. Side note, Dontrell Hilliard will be the third down back for the Titans. He's a lock for the roster based on the reporting that's coming out of camp. Looking very good out there as a third down back. Second drive for Ryan Tannehill, five for six. Completions to Nick Westbrook-Akina, completions to Austin Hooper. Three completions to the star of the day, Racy McMath. We'll talk about Racy at the end of the show, but a great day there. A couple of touchdown passes, long touchdown passes for Tannehill, converting on third downs. Just a really solid day from Ryan Tannehill. He hit Traylon Burks on a big play down the field on a post route over the middle. The offense really responded. And at one point, Ryan Tannehill hit a big shot down the field, and Taylor Lewan, kind of going back to uh, our first segment, he's the kind of guy who could get under your skin. Taylor Lewan yelled out, you know, the offense is dominating the defense. This is like the first time in two years it's happened to practice. So I paraphrased some uh, adult language from Lewan on that one. But yeah, the offense just had a banner day, really took it to the defense. Hassan Haskins. Haven't had a lot of updates on Haskins early on in camp, but Derrick Henry's not participating in in team drills. And good. There's no reason for Derrick Henry to take any kind of extra wear and tear or anything like that right now. So that means a ton of opportunity for Hassan Haskins. And he busted off a couple of big runs. He's doing pretty well. He does not look like a rookie out there. So the run game got going a little bit, and like I reported on, well, not I reported, but as I told you guys on Monday, the run game really struggled yesterday. So for Tuesday, the run game to respond, hit some runs, stuff like that. You love to see it. Uh, Hassan Haskins broke off a big run at one point, and the mouth of the South, Taylor Lewan, said, you know, 
That's a great run. That's a Michigan boy right there. And while it pains me to say as an Ohio native, anything good about Michigan. Hassan Haskins was a beast for Michigan last year. And you love hearing that he's having good performances with the extra opportunities that he's getting from Derrick Henry not participating in these drills. So love to see that. Some additional updates I wanted to give you guys on practice just in general. Uh, No Elijah Molden. No Bud Dupree. Can you hear my eyes rolling? Sure hope that's a veteran rest day because if Bud Dupree is injured again, all I got to say is I fired off a tweet last year that the Titans were setting their money on fire with Bud Dupree. Didn't really like the contract when it was signed. The Titans did not get the value out of Bud Dupree that they were hoping in year one. I think Bud Dupree is going to be cut after the year and they're only he's only going to be a two-year Titan anyway. If he's hurt again, then somebody tried to dunk on me the other day on Twitter and say I was wrong about a bunch of stuff, and they used the Bud Dupree tweet as evidence. Buddy, you better delete that, because I may not be wrong just yet. Let's wait until until we see the end of Bud Dupree's career with the Titans before we decide whether or not they lit that money on fire or not. Got a feeling I'm going to be right on that one. I hope Bud has a great year. That would be awesome, but he's got to stay healthy. And either way, I don't see him on the Titans after the year. So Bud Dupree not at practice. Hopefully, just a veteran rest day, but you got to be concerned, right? The guy's always hurt. He's always hurt. Cody Hollister also did not practice. Hope he's all right. He's fighting for us. I'm fighting for my life. If you guys know that meme. Uh, Cody Hollister's fighting for his NFL life every single day. So... Hopefully he can get back out there. And then a couple of guys left practice early. Uh, Daniel Murner, roster pirate. Not sure how he's even on the team right now anyways. But you don't want guys to get hurt. So you don't want that to be the case. But Murner left practice early with what appeared to be an ankle injury. Um, Cornerback Chris Williamson left practice early as well. But I do want to note, Teron Davenport from ESPN. Uh... Teron Davenport from ESPN noted that Danico Autry left practice early and went inside. I didn't see anyone else, whether it be Jim Wyatt or A to Z or um, Terry McCormick or John Glennon or, I, I mean, I didn't see anybody else who reports live from practice mention that Danico Autry went inside. So, um, And you know what? Conversation happening. Bill says Bud Dupree will ball out this year. You're wrong this time. Well, I haven't been wrong about Bud yet. Uh, And then somebody asked, um, what's balling out for Bud Dupree? A 10-sack season. Double-digit sacks is balling out for Bud Dupree. Let's all just agree. He was brought here to be a $20 million big-time edge rusher. We're going to need double-digit sacks for you to be worth $20 million on the cap this year. Give me... uh, One sack for every $2 million on the cap that the Titans are paying you. How about that? Doesn't seem like a big ask. 10 sacks from a $20 million edge rusher. Am I asking too much? I don't think so. But anyway, we'll get an update on Danico Autry hopefully soon. But again, Teron was the only person to report that. So I'm kind of interested to see what's going on there, if that was maybe just a mistake. But either way, we talked about the offense dominating. One person in particular was the star of the show on Tuesday. It was Racy McMath. I'm going to tell you what he did 
that really surprised me personally and an update on some other rookies that I want to talk about with you guys as well, including Kyle Phillips, who got some first-team reps in the slot on Tuesday. Before we get into that, do just want to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can check all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for all your odds, lines, and games. You can find league news, league reviews on Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, USC, MMA, esports, even golf. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the action happening right now. BetOnline where the game starts. Titans fans, we're going to cap off today's training camp recap edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. I want to talk about uh, Racy McMath's huge day. He was the star on the day, and I got some crow to eat. On that one, which, hey, you guys have been watching the show at any point in time since I've been doing the show, you'll know. I will admit when I'm wrong. I will. But you got to prove it. <laughs> so, I require the burden of proof. But, anyways, uh, before we get into the rest of my notes from practice, I uh, just want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe. Free Monday through Friday, daily Tennessee Titans content on all platforms. Also, for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Get your Titans news here with me every day. Get your national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. And did you guys see what happened with the Dolphins today? Boom! The SmackDown. I have so many thoughts on that. I won't bore you with them. Check out my Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. If you want to see how I feel about all that Dolphins news, it's, it's really a disgrace. Quite frankly, the Deshaun Watson news broke on Monday. I mean... You got to stay up to date with your national news just like you do your Titans news. So subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast, free and available on all platforms, Monday through Friday, year round. And I host the Thursday show. So you'd be throwing me some love as well. But moving forward here, Racy McMath. He had three catches on the day, two of them being long touchdown catches. One of them, the Titans put the highlight up uh, on the Tennessee Titans official Twitter account, sliding catch deep in the end zone. And he wasn't just beating third teamers here. He beat Christian Fulton. Fulton and Amani Hooker knocked into each other at one point, and it left Racy McMath wide open for a deep touchdown. But then he just beat Caleb Farley deep with his speed. Uh, had another catch on Caleb Farley later in the day. Really nice day from Racy McMath. And look, Let's just talk about it. He's six foot one, six foot two, 200 plus pounds. He's a monster. Last year in training camp, A.J. Brown compared him to Julio Jones because he's so fast and so big. Now, that's obviously absolutely absurd. Uh, but my opinion always was someone says six foot three. Sure, I'm sure in the program he's six foot three, but he's about six foot two. Yesterday, I said, I don't think Racy's going to make the team because he's purely a special teams player. Well, I got to tell you guys, if he's making plays like this on offense, I always said, if Racy could improve on his wide receiver skills and be an asset from that 
perspective. And you combine that with his incredible special teams ability that he's a lock for the roster. He's an absolute lock because the Titans won a fifth wide receiver with receiving potential who has size and speed. Think Josh Malone. Think Reggie Roberson. That skill set. So if he's doing this kind of stuff as a wide receiver with the first team offense, beating the Titans' number one cornerbacks, and he's got that special teams value, he's a lock for the roster. He's going to make it. Now, the thing about Racy is consistency. Can he continue to show off in practice? Because that fifth wide receiver spot's wide open. It really is. We know the four, Burks, Woods, NWI, and Kyle Phillips. It's all about that fifth spot, maybe in the sixth spot. So, Racy McMath, star of the show today, did a great job setting himself apart from the other wide receivers that he's competing with right now. A really great day. Now, I, I know that I said that he was balling on Caleb Farley, and he was. And one of them was just, Farley got beat deep by Racy McMath. You never want to see one of your starting corners getting beat by what's been a practice squad play. Kevin Byer talked about it afterwards, and he's like, look, I had to go talk to him. We can't have big plays like that. We can't give up big plays. We got to be accountable. Whether he's gassed, and Kevin Byer did say that he thought he was gassed out there. And he said, whether it's a conditioning thing, whether it's a technique issue, whether it's whatever, we got to fix it. Because we may not just be out on the field for four plays or five plays or six plays. We may be out on the field for 10, 12, 15 plays, depending on how the offense is playing offense. Are they running the ball? Are they trying to nickel and dime you all the way down the field? Think about playing the Colts. The Colts had multiple double-digit play drives against the Titans last year. But, so although Kevin Byer tried to keep Caleb accountable and Caleb got beat by Racy a couple times, Caleb Farley did have two really nice pass breakups on the day. One of them, just a regular pass breakup, hitting the ball away. Another one, he almost intercepted Logan Woodside on the sideline. So, an up-and-down day for Caleb Farley, but he did give up some big plays to Racy McMath. Two of them, specifically one for a long touchdown. And got to have more consistency out of Caleb Farley before we get into the season. And Kevin Byard said it himself. We're going to rely on this guy a lot. So, got to need him. Uh, Kyle Phillips. It was reported that he was out there in the slot with the first-team offense. It was only a matter of time. In one-on-ones, he ran a disgusting route against Theo Jackson and just smoked him. I mean, Kyle's route running and quickness with the pads on still, that was one of my big questions, with the pads on still, very, very impressive. Kyle Phillips is going to have a role. I mean, what? Chig Conquell had a sweet catch on Theo Jackson. Burks had an awesome sideline catch on a physical interaction between Roger McCreary and him. Uh, NWI had a sweet catch on uh, Christian Fulton, but man, Fulton almost intercepted. It was really tight. So a lot of that. Also, some other notes I want to give you guys before we get out of here. Malik Willis, coaches all talked about. He's making the right decisions. He knows where to go. He's processing, but he's got to speed up his timing. Got to get his footwork in line with his processing. You got to have your feet going as quick as your eyes. Your eyes and your feet have to be married as a quarterback. Um, 
Todd Downing talked about the fact that uh, he's doing a great job. They're seeing improvement. He's doing better with all the operational stuff, calling plays at the huddle, all that. But he just said, you know, you got all this physical talent when you're in college. Maybe you don't have to have your footwork perfect. Maybe you don't have to be as accurate. Maybe the window's a little more open. Maybe your arm strength can get it through. That ain't going to work in the NFL. Everyone's a great athlete. So you have to do all the other things right so that your athleticism can help you out. So none of that is surprising, though. This is exactly what we expected from Malik. But a good interview with Jim Wyatt, who wrote an article on Malik today. Light years ahead in terms of the operational stuff, all of that. And that's all you want to see. Do also want to mention, somebody asked me about Chance Campbell yesterday and an update on him. Uh, Shane Bowen talked about Chance Campbell earlier today. Said he's a tackling machine. Said he's looking good. Had a pass breakup on Tuesday. But also he said that Joe Jones and Dylan Cole have been standouts at depth linebacker positions as well. So that is something to monitor going forward, but there's an update for you. Randy Bullock, bulletproof Bullock, baby. Somebody just said, I don't know if I'm tripping, but he reminds me of Aaron McNair. If you're talking about Malik Willis, you're 100% right, man. It's not just his play style. It's not just, you know, being from a smaller school, Alcorn State, Liberty, all that. It's not just that. The way he talks, the way he like, his face, the way he looks at the reporters and yeah, when, when I watch Malik Willis in interviews, it is hard to, to not instantly be like, my God, he reminds me of Steve. It's like a, it's like a soft confidence. He like speaks softly to the reporters and he seems very, I don't know, like kind and courteous to them, but also giving good answers. And you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I don't blame anybody if they watch Malik talk, listen to Malik, look at the way he plays, and not think of Steve. I, I, I really, and I said that when they drafted him, and I feel even more like that now after watching Malik talk and the way he interacts with people. It's, it's really weird, actually. It, it's really weird how similar in my mind that they are. But I was a small, small child when Steve was on the Titans. I didn't watch all the interviews and all the stuff. So maybe someone who's a little bit older than me could, could. Tell you for certain how close that comparison is. But uh, other than that, Randy Bullock, 8 for 8 on the day. He's 31 for 33 throughout training camp. Fat Randy's dead. Bulletproof Bullock is here. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Another recap of Titans training camp. The Titans do not have practice. They do not have practice on Wednesday. So we're just going to have some general conversation. But I'll be back with you guys to break everything down tomorrow. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.